All right, grab a seat and say, I am, I'm ready to hear this boy preach now. Come on. Oh, Lord Jesus. Now, I, I just want to say, I did win the Oscar. Um, I, I didn't say Grace said it was for best male dancer. I didn't want to say that because it didn't sound right. But, you know, how to, I just best dancer, that'll do, that'll, that'll do me. But, you know, the real Oscar, thank you to the Academy. Thank you to God. And I, yeah. But um, the, the Oscar really should go to the team that put it. Uh, together, uh, uh, basically Natalie uh, started it all off, and Kate and Steph, and all the interns and all the people. But they were here till one o'clock last night, uh, cleaning, cleaning up. The, the people who made the dessert, uh, Paul and Antoinette, uh, Gary, the sound guys, Paul, uh, the up in the thing. Who just people were working hard, hard, hard out. Can we put our hands together? That the true Oscar goes. To them. Well done. Come on, let's stand up and honour those guys. They, they worked their guts out so we could have a fun night. Can you take my Oscar, Ruth? Take my Oscar. Thank you. God bless you. All right, grab a seat. Grab a seat. And uh, church, why don't we uh, welcome those who are joining us online? And if you are joining us online, a very warm welcome from us on the Kapiti Coast at Connect Church. If you're ever in our area, we would love to have you join us for one of our services. And if our messages have blessed you in any way, please do a write and let us know. Church, one more time, let's uh, welcome those who are watching online. And so uh, really I'm starting today uh, part two of our two-part series called We Are. Everybody say We Are. If it isn't obvious, that's why the big we are is on the back uh, uh, there. And Mason put that up last night. It took him about two hours, but he did an awesome job. Thank you uh, very much, Mason. It was just one of those jobs he wished he didn't take on. But it was uh, uh, great. But we, we're talking about we are. And when we're talking about that, we're really talking about our DNA or our, if you like, divine natural attributes. That's how I like to call it. So we're, we're talking about our values. We're talking about our flavor as a church. We're talking about our culture. We're talking about the things that make Connect Church, Connect Church. And earlier this year, we formed our vision statement based on the great commandments, which are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is like it, to uh, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And also on the Great Commission, which is where Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, tell people about this Jesus who changes lives. So our vision statement is based uh, on that and so that is as you know to connect people to Jesus and their purpose that's what we want to do we want to connect people to Jesus and their purpose it's a very important thing that we want to grab in our hearts but in this series we're talking about our values what's important to us our, our DNA and the, the reason we talk about DNA is because it's unique DNA, all of us have a unique DNA. As I said last week, a song we used to sing to our children. There is just one you, not 20, not 10, not two. There is just one you because there is only one you. Only one person like you has the fingerprints that you have. You are unique. Tap your neighbor and say you're special. Come on. You're special. And so because of that, just as with it is for, for people, so it is for a church. We have a unique DNA because it's made up of unique people. 
Now, we saw that, of course, DNA is used in uh, crime fighting. They'll often take on CSI or whatever. They'll often take a swab. And last week, we had the scientists take a DNA swab of the, of the church. And what we're walking through in this uh, second part, first part last week, second part today, is the analysis of those results. And I, I just want to say that one of the things I'll be saying throughout the sermon, which I think is important to get, because sometimes you, you might look at the church and you might say, well, that church is Pastor Adam and Anita, and the, the, or the church is the leaders, or the church is what we come to. But can I just say this? We don't go to church. We are the church. Can I hear a big amen? We don't go to church. We are the church. You are the church. It's not about the steeple. It's about the people. And so you are the church. You are Connect Church. So it's very important as we talk through the DNA that you think uh, about that. And so we said last week we could have had 50 things, but we've chosen to narrow it down to five things. We haven't put obvious things like, well, well, prayer, shouldn't that be one of our values? Because that's in the Bible. If you're, It's in the Bible. It's already there. So, so we're trying to define down to five things that, that we th- sort of think make us tick as a church. And so the first thing we said last week, the first two values we looked at is we are Christ-centered. And, and, and we are to be a Christ-centered church. You and I, uh, and, and again, if you and I are the church, we need to be Christ-centered. That means in your life, you need to put Christ in the first place. You may need Him to be Lord of all, or He's not Lord at all. And so it's very important that we place Him at the center of our life and at the core of our being as a church, that's what we want to do. We want everything we do, we want to do it for Him, for Christ, for Jesus. He is the hub upon which the wheel turns. He, not we, is the center of Connect Church. Secondly, we said that we are Spirit-led. We want to be passionate about encountering the Holy Spirit in our lives. We realize we need the Holy Spirit. We can't do this uh, uh, faith life. We can't do this Christ walk without the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the church was birthed in the book of Acts when the Spirit of God fell upon the 120. If they needed it, how much more do we need the Spirit of God in our lives? And so at Connect Church, we understand we need the Holy Spirit to accomplish all that God has for us. And number three, fresh to you today. Everybody say, we are. We are. We are. are About people. Number three, we are about people. People are our priority. I want you to see that. We are about people. We are about people because God is. God is. How do you know that, Pastor? And I've said this many times, but it's true. If I go through the Bible, I can see the first couple of chapters speak about the creation. The first couple of chapters talk about, he just says, yeah, on the first day I did this, second day I did that, third day. Didn't go into the details, just all big picture stuff. Why? Because after the first couple of chapters, he doesn't want to talk about the creation anymore. What he wants to talk about is his relationship with people. And so he spends talking about how that relationship we have with God and that was broken through sin and how God through the ages has restored that relationship through Jesus Christ so we can know Him today. God is about people. How do I know that? Because even the great commandments that we talked about before, what is it? It's basically, you can boil it down to two things. Love God, love people. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love others. It's not about me, me. What about me? It isn't fair. No, it's not about you. Come on. It's about others. It's about our neighbor. It's about, uh, Jesus even said, love your enemies. Oh, ouch. Serious neck level stuff, man. We've we got to understand Jesus is about people. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to hear that. People are our priority. We care about people and we desire to share God's love and connect church in ways that bring freedom and life. I don't want to do religion. I don't want to do just, oh, here is rules and regulation. No, no, no. I want you to encounter the love of God in your life. I want you to encounter the freedom and the joy that comes with following Him and serving Him. He loves us. How do I know it? The Bible says in John 3.16, You know, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever, you might be whoever today, you might be Mr. or Mrs. whoever, whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's important because that narrows our focus down because we realize what we do at Connect Church, that what we, we, we do does, just, does not just affect the life in the here and now. What we do is not about our life here and now. Everything we do as a Jesus-centered church, we've got to realize, can affect people in eternity. We've got to realize whatever we do in the here and now, people's eternity is at stake. And so that's why we, we, we want people to know when we talk about, about people are our priority, we, we want to see them rescue. As you know, I'm a, if you look at this body, you can see it's a lean, mean firefighting machine. You know that. As a fire, okay, maybe not lean and mean, but it's, I'm working on it. It's a, it's a firefight machine. But I, I, I rescue people from all types of fires. And friends, as a pastor, I want to rescue from a fire that the Bible speaks about. And so we only have one life in which we can, we, we can do that. And that's what I want to say is that we get to the end of this service, I want to give you an opportunity to say yes, yes to Him today. For our desire is to rescue you from those fires as well. So we realize that, that what we do here does not just affect life in the here and now, but people's eternity is at stake. And so our heart is to see people's lives change through what? Through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not just social action, although social action is good. Not just helping people cross the old ladies cross the road, because that's good. We've got to understand all those things are good, but that doesn't affect our eternity. We've got to understand we have a job to do. Jesus gave it to us, and we want to do it with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and all of our strength. Good place to say amen, church. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'm preaching myself happy right now. Come on. So our heart is to see people's lives changed through the gospel of Christ. And how do we do that? Whether it's through our, our work with youth on Fridays, which is just doing an incredible job there. Whether it's our Connect services uh, uh, on Sundays, putting those together. We do some in the mornings and sometimes uh, some at night as well, Verve and so on. Our, our Connect groups, helping people connect with each other and have fellowship. Uh, through Connect Kids and after school uh, care, there's so many things. And, and many other things and ministries that, that people are doing throughout the week to reach people and help connect people to faith. We want to what? We want to provide spaces and places for people to come to know God in a real and personal way. Now, of course, it's not just our family. We have to realize we have larger responsibilities, as Callan alluded to uh, before. And of course, we've got to remember that as a church, we, we oversee, and as national leaders, we oversee our New Life family too. 
and all the pastors that are a part of those. We have 83 churches throughout New Zealand, 10,000 people who are meeting uh, just like this in services right across the New, New Zealand. And we get to, to, to lead that. And so we've got all of those people to look after. Not to mention our five churches in India and all of them over there who are going to be having their services six hours or so from now. They're going to be gathering and, 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 and worshiping. And so we have a, a large family that we need to reach out to and uh, um, uh, uh, bless. And of course, with our community, community stuff as a firefighter and different things and that part of our side and what we do in the community. And I have you know too, just again, just for our own our own town, just about three weeks ago, you'll see a big sign on the outside of the building on the wall uh, out there. We are now a civil defense community uh, hub. We've just said to the councils, approach us, would you open up this building in an emergency or an earthquake or a, or a tsunami or whatever it is? And uh, God forbid that that should uh, happen. But we've just said, if it ever does, this building is going to be open. This building is going to be a place where uh, people can come. This building is going to be a place where we'll try and feed people or do whatever, whatever, we, uh, whatever we can to help uh, the community. And so as Connect Church, people are our priority. Now it's important for me to say because of all that we do for, for Anita and I. And uh, sometimes uh, I don't want you to have unrealistic expectations. Uh, sometimes people say, well, Pastor, you didn't talk with me or you didn't meet with me. I thought you said people are your priority. And just understand we've got to, we're, we're, I want to win people for Christ so they can have an eternity with Jesus. That's what I, that's what I want to do. But, but understand with our responsibilities, looking after 10,000 right across New Zealand and stuff, uh, uh, we have to manage our time very, very uh, uh, carefully. We love people, but I don't want people getting hurt. It's, oh, Pastor Adam didn't like my post I put on Facebook or stuff like that. Uh, I go, I start, don't get hurt by that. I don't want to hurt anyone. But I think it's very important that we have realistic expectations. But here's the thing. You don't go to church. You are the church. So because you're Connect Church, people are your priority. You, you, you ought to reach out to people. What does that mean? That means for you, when you see a new person coming to church, you take the time and go up and shake their hand. Hi, is your first time today? You don't go, oh, somebody else will do that. No, because you understand inside you there's a value that goes, people are our priority here at Connect Church. That's a value. And so I'm not going to wait for somebody else to do it. I'm going to go up and shake their hand. Just turn the person next to you, shake their hand and say, very nice to meet you. What's your name? And uh, if you haven't met them, you can talk to them. After the service. In fact, I want to tell you at, uh, at my uh, Connect group this week, two people, two people uh, shared how they ended up coming to church. You know, the big thing that made the difference to them staying at the church, they'd been to another church or whatever, not just in that church, but they had been to another church, but no one talked to them. No one went up, uh, uh, said hello. They got a card filled out saying, I'd love some contact. No one contacted them. These people came to church straight away. They said, oh, the music's like way, way over the top. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like loud. But, the, but I'm staying. Why? Because somebody talked to me. Someone came up and shook my, uh, shook my hand. So it could have been you. I don't know. But you've made a difference in someone's life. In terms of them staying here in the life of the church. As the group was leaving, another guy who's just recently come to church said to us, Hey, I just want to tell you, I want to tell you what that lady said happened to me as well. I want to tell you the reason I'm here is because somebody came and said hello. So hello makes a difference. Hello 
No, that's uh, it's me. It's another song. Okay, I'm not going there, okay? It's just the ball uh, remnants just coming over. So, so we are, number one, Christ-centered. Number two, we are spirit-led. Number three, we are about people. And number four, what's this, 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 you're going to love this one. We are generous. We are generous. Come on, thank you. We are generous. And, and we, we want to say this, being generous is our heart. We want to be a church where we choose to give freely of our time, treasure, and talent. Why? Because we recognize that everything we have comes from God. Yeah. Everything that we have comes from God. Second Corinthians 9, verse 6 and 7. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. That's our heart. We want to be a church that has a generosity of spirit. We, that, that's how we want to operate. That's why we... Now, you, you know as a church, you, if you've been coming here for a while, you know we don't hand around the bags and all that, that type of stuff. We just like if you want to give or whatever. Because uh, uh, again, to, to, for me, the reason we do that, because too many churches, people say, well, all they want is money. And it's not. Everybody wants your money. Can I hear an amen? I mean, Pack and Save wants your money. Everybody wants your money. Uh, uh, but the, the thing is, you, you've got to understand, I can't think of a better purpose to invest in than the kingdom uh, of... Of God, so we don't spend a lot of time, but we want to be a church that has a generous uh, uh, spirit. That's why we do things like Sari Saturday that you saw in the notices, where we get to feed all those kids for a year. Every time we do Sari Saturday, we're feeding those children for a whole year. You, you know, sometimes I break an egg and it slips down the sink, and I'm like, oh, I'll just go and get another one. You know, egg is like gold over there. Egg is like gold. For these kids, when they say, oh, an egg, praise God, hallelujah, you know, they've got an egg that they can, they can eat. It's like a piece of, piece of gold, and they, they, they just love it. They prize their, their eggs. Well, you do that. Through your generosity, through the things that we're able to do, that we're able to feed those children uh, for a year. And so, ladies, that's why Danica said, empty out your wardrobes, bring all your stuff. Just don't bring your old stuff, bring your good stuff as well. Come on. And, and, and let's, let's bless it and sell it. And guess what, ladies? Because it's empty, you get to fill it again. Come on. You can shop till you drop for next year's Sari Saturday. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Good prayer. All the ladies said amen right there. Amen. Yeah, yeah, all the old men were like really worried. But for a friend, you also know we do the food bank as well. And by the way, our food bank is absolutely better. The food bank in Capital, I believe, is closed for a while. They're trying to reshift. And so, so we need food. We're going to put a post on Facebook this week because we're helping families and stuff. And we don't always advertise, uh, advertise that, but we have families turning up who are families in need. Our food bank is absolutely bare right now. So please, if you can help us with that, that would be absolutely uh, fantastic. You know other things we did a few weeks ago we bought a van for our churches in india we took twelve thousand dollars and brought a van a brand um brand new van for them that can uh, go up the hill there's a massive hill to get to the church well we did that that's why because we've got a generous spirit we've got a generous spirit we want to be a generous church and help where we can we can't do everything but we can do something can't do everything but we can do something so we want to be generous with our time with our treasure and with our talent and of course, as a church, a few weeks ago, we did a sacrificial offering and, and, and stuff. And in that sacrificial offering, you guys gave $100,000. Wow. And that's right. Yeah, well done. Well done. You gave it. And that, that's just incredible. And just thank you. So we have a generous spirit. One of the things we're doing or initiatives that I want you to participate in, if you would like, 
is this. You'll see a whole lot of boxes stacked up over there that you can grab after the service. But this is from Samaritan's Purse called Operation Christmas Child. Operation Christmas Child. And what they're asking us uh, uh, to do, this is something actually I've wanted to do for three years. And I'll I'll make sure I read it so you get the information uh, right. So this year we're partnering with Samaritan's Purse as a church, and we will be part of Operation Christmas Child. We would love as a church to fill the shoebox that goes to children in need. Many of the children that this will go to live without the basic, uh, basic stuff that you need uh, uh, to do life. They may even only have one set of clothing, certainly no shoes. Operation Christmas Child is all about sharing God's unconditional love so children know that they are loved and not forgotten at Christmas. Last year, they sent 320,000 of these boxes to children in need. These boxes go to South... This is a worldwide thing, but that 320 in our area, these boxes go to Southeast Asia and the South Pacific. So by, we, this is a game, being generous in heart with what we're, we're doing. So after service, you can grab, uh, uh, grab a box. You can grab one per family, two per family. Each of the kids could have a box and start to uh, fill it up. And, and they say to put in something for school, something to play, something for personal hygiene, whether it's for a boy or a girl, you pick and whatever. And, and again, there is, a, uh, I guess, a $10 donation that you don't have to make, but they recommend you make that you can uh, um, also track the box and see where it goes and where it ends up. Also, putting a phone photo of yourselves and your family inside the box. Apparently, that's like amazing. They feel, woo, hang it up on the wall uh, uh, there. But what a great way to, to bless and help kids who are less fortunate uh, than ourselves. But we do it at Connect Church because we're generous at heart. We are, what are we? We are generous. So that's, that's what we want to do. So I want to encourage you at the end of this, grab one of those uh, boxes. It's not till October. You don't have to bring it back, but there's lots of time to think about it. So if you would do that for us, one, two, three, as many as you like. So that's, uh, that's the thing. It's actually one of the biggest children's ministry giving things in the world. So it's great to be uh, a a part of that. So number one, we are Christ-centered. Number two, we are spirit-led. Number three, we're about people. Number four, we are generous. And number five, are you ready? Here's the last one. We are pursuing excellence. We are pursuing excellence. You might think, well, what's excellence got to do, do with the church? What's excellence? Well, it's quite important, actually. We are committed at this church to excellence. In fact, I would say excellence is our Pursuit, that's a value here. It's a value here. Uh, uh, um, we want to do the very best with what we have. We, we want to do our very best for God. Why? Because He did His very best for us. He gave, God didn't say, oh, well, I'm just going to give you. The, he, he gave His Son. He gave His very best. So how can we give anything less to God? So God gave His very best for us. And that reflects back onto the great commandment. He, he, he didn't say, you know, love me with some of your heart and some of your soul. And so, he said all of your heart. It, it's an all-in thing. And again, so we want to be an all-in kind of people. Now, let me say this. Please understand, excellence is not perfection. We're not looking for Perfection. Obviously, if you look at me, you can see we're not looking at uh, we're not looking at perfection. Although the surgery's done wonders, but 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 we are not trying to attain perfection. Someone once said this: when you aim for perfection, you discover it's a moving target. It's a moving target. So excellence is doing the best 
with what you've got? What talents has God given you? Are you using them? What skills or gifts do you have? Are you using them? Not just in the church area of life, but in every arena of life. It was so good to see Vanessa uh, in the newspaper uh, this week. She was, uh, stand up, Vanessa. We want to see your pretty face. Go back and look at your newspaper. And uh, she won like the coolest checkout girl in the whole of like the Wellington region uh, or something. So best, what, what's it for, Vanessa? Just nice and loud. And for what? You were like the best customer service, the best. Wow, come on, come on. And she's gone for the Nationals. She's gone for, for the New Zealand champion. Uh, check it out, literally. So and it'll, be, it'll be awesome. But again, she's used, wherever you're at, using the best with what you've got. You know, Jevin, who, who was in the uh, service before, as you know, he's the assistant or one of the five assistant police commissioners. He just went, sent me, he was just in Las Vegas doing Elvis and No, he wasn't doing he, he was in Las Vegas last week and he spoke to 5,000 law enforcement officials. Why? Because he's done the best of what he can. He saved the New Zealand police millions and millions and millions of dollars in the way they do their whole systems. And so they invited him to Las Vegas. He was even on television and Viva Las Vegas. He was right there on television teaching people, you know, all the things that New Zealand police are, are, are doing. He's doing the best with what he has. What do you have? Are you giving it the very best? Are you doing it excellent, uh, excellently in whatever or arena? See, excellence is not having a she'll be right kind of attitude. Excellent, not how oh, she'll be right, mate. You know, or, 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 you know, having a, you know, people say, oh, I'm just uh, going middle of the road. Well, middle of the road is where most accidents happen. We don't want to do middle, of, we don't want to do the middle of the road. We want to be excellent in all that we do. Why? Because God is excellent. His name is excellent. Look at what he creates the flower, the human eye, three million moving parts. Excellent. Excellent. Although it's, mine's not working too well these days. Uh, no, so, 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 you know, I've just had a grand grandchild re recently and you look at the baby and you go excellent incredible you get emotion every emotional every time you uh, think about it so it tells us the bible also that we're to have an excellent spirit a half not a half empty uh, type of thing oh it's, it's, it's empty no we're a half full kind of people we're, we're not ones who are looking at what's what problems but we want to look at potential what, what people can be when god would be at work in their life Philippians 4.8 says this. Finally, brothers, and the worship team, you can pop up um, or walk up nicely. Um, it says this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, everybody say excellent. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What do you think about? What do you think about? We need to be ones who have excellent thinking. See, here's the thing. I'll say it this is how we sum it up. We're not seeking perfection, but doing the best with all that we have. God has given His very best for us. Therefore, we choose to give our very best for Him. Remembering. Here's the key. Remembering always that the most excellent way is the way of love. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31 says this, And I will show you the most excellent way. 
the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. What's the most excellent way? It's the way of love. It's the way of love. And ultimately, everything we want to do, we want to love God and love people. Love God first. Love people. Love God. Love people. That's who we are. That's who you are. Because we don't go to church. We are the church. And if Connect Church is going to be a church that makes a difference, let us be a people who make a difference in everything that we do. Can you bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment? I don't want to finish this service without giving your people an opportunity to find Christ. I said that the beginning of my message here today that I some 30 plus years ago turned up in a meeting like this. I was drug addict, a biker, uh, messed up on the dole and someone invited me to a meeting like this and I went in and it was, I, 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 people were like, oh, these people are kind of happy and of course I went in trying to be cool and you know, my hair was, you know, down to there. I couldn't see out the front of my I was basically just a mess. But as I came into that meeting and the preacher began to preach like I'm doing now, I, a strange thing happened on the inside of me. I, I, I felt like God was calling me. I, I didn't understand the gospel. I didn't understand what church was all about. I'd, I hadn't been to church before, but what I could sense on the inside of me is that God was calling me. And maybe today He's calling you. At that meeting, on that day, I, I basically, my, my life changed. Just the preacher stood up and said, does anybody want to give their life to, to Jesus? I found myself standing saying, yes, I, I, I want to. And that day I said yes to him. It was like God was knocking on the door of my heart. And as I opened it, he, he, he came in. And from that day, my, my life changed. Oh, I, I wasn't perfect. I didn't have... Everything sorted that took care. God's still working on me now. Ask my wife. He's still working on me now. But I just knew that God was calling me. And I knew that I had to say yes to Him in that moment. Today, my friend, is He calling you? Today, my friend, do you need to give your life to Christ? Do you need to say yes to Him? Maybe you've known about Him, but you don't know Him. Would you say yes to Him today? 
Do you sense him knocking on the door of your heart? The same Spirit of God that I was talking about is at work here. Would you say yes to him today? There we have bowed and every eye closed. In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer that says, God, I need to give you my life. And if you say, Pastor, can you include me in that prayer? In a moment, I'm going to get you to put your hand up that just says, yep, that's me. Pastor, include me in that prayer. And like I said, you might go, well, I'm not good enough yet. I'm not, I've got to work at being a better person before I can sort of get right with God. Here, here's the thing. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is nothing we can humanly do to get right with God. God loved us so we could love Him. He paid the price through His death on the cross so you didn't have to. You can know Him today. If He's calling you, say yes. If He's calling you, if you know you need to get right with God here today, right now, wherever you're sitting, would you put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. I need to get right with God today. Would you include me in that prayer? Anybody here today, you know you need to get right with God. Nice and high. Thank you, sweetheart. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? You know you need to get right with God. Don't, don't. Today is the day of your salvation. Thank you over there to the left. Anyone else? You know you need to get right with God. Put your hand up nice and high so I can see it. Thank you. All right, slip those hands down. And let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, would you forgive my sin? Cleanse me. Make me new. This I ask in Jesus' name. Be my Lord. Be the King of my life from this day forth. Amen. If you pray that.